Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. to action action on the bfop that's right network the blast from our past network my name is john this is the podcast that listens to all the sorry listens we watch all the action movies we put them on our gigantic list it's too long and it's too controversial (laughs) um we should probably change some things a lot of hot takes uh yeah like i said my name is john i'm hosting this episode because i picked the movie for this week green room uh it's spooktober boo (laughs) <laughs> Boo. <laughs> spooky, spooky stuff. With me, as always, is uh, my co-host, Dustin. Hello. And James. Hello. <laughs> what? <laughs> Copping my stees here. We watch all the movies. We watch this one. But before we watch movies. We watch other movies. <laughs> we watch other things. <laughs> uh-huh. And we have a little segment called... Seek or destroy. Sink or swim. <laughs> what or miss. sinks, what swims. Dustin, do you want to go ahead? Yeah. Uh, so I did get around to watching that Confess Fletch that we watched the trailer for. Oh, yeah. Ago. Stinker? Um, well, it's better than the trailer suggests. Okay. Not Still not great. But John Hamm is so fun in it that it gets a pass, I think, for me. Not not a great movie, but I would watch another Fletch movie with John Hamm in the role. Lucky you say that. They've already have they already greenlit. They've another already one? greenlit a second one. Okay. John Hamm took a sixty percent pay cut. Wow. To be in this movie. Well, he's great. He's very watchable. He makes the whole thing watchable. There's there's some problems in terms of the mystery isn't very good compared to the the old even to the, compared to the Chevy Chevy Chase ones. But um, uh, uh, is, uh, is there's it, some really funny bits. There's some jokes that don't work so good too, but so is. Do you think that that uh, the issue is if you have a problem going into it, it's because you have like too much of an adoration, like like you're too like caught up with like. No, like I think Chevy, Chevy Chase's Fletch. Well, I do love those original Fletch movies, but I I think there are some actual problems with this movie. In terms, like it does look like shit. Like you know, it's a streaming movie. It looks like garbage. Um, like. It's not filmed well. Yeah, no, I just mean like, like yeah, like it just looks like you it's know blurry. It's not. Yeah, it's blurry. The camera's out of focus. <laughs> I don't understand. Somebody wipe some <laughs> some wax on the lens. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it just you know it just looks kind of cheap. And um, 
like I said, a lot of the jokes don't work. Some of them do. There's some really funny scenes. And like I said, John Hamm is really watchable. So I think I'm going to watch it this week. It's a mid. It's mid for me. It's pretty mid. Pretty mid. Pretty mid. Pretty mid. I guess that's the new slang term. I'm hearing people say mid a lot lately. Mid is mid is in. Mid is like that new though. I don't know. I just for me, I'm saying for me. Why is everyone saying mid? I don't know. Everybody's saying mid. People are saying because I'm mid. There's two words people are saying that I've noticed lately. One is mid. The other one is washed. Oh, I haven't heard washed. Washed is like they're washed up. They're too old. They're like oh, we're definitely washed. Like they're we're washed. Over. Like <laughs> I was. So washed. I've been washed since I was like 29. Damn. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta keep my ear out for that one. As soon as I hit 200 pounds, I was washed. You gotta keep your ear to the track. To the to the. <laughs> this guy's guy. This, <laughs> to this, the hip lingo yeah. to the track. <laughs> this fucking guy over here is keeping his ear to the fucking railroad track because uh, that's what he remembers crossing the fucking country. When he was a baby, <laughs> fuck you old fuck with one of those like sticks and a and a hobo kind of bag. Oh on the yeah, right. you mean a stick and a bindle? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, this guy knows the word bindle. Jesus, you have the biggest vocabulary of all of us. <laughs> but I can't know them all, John. <laughs> You're obviously like the most like intellectual in that way. Why are you trying to like pretend that you're not? I didn't know the. Term. I've never heard the term bindle. How about that? Holy shit. Learn something every day. Mm. I remember when I asked you. Hold on, I'm going to write that one down. What is it? <laughs> bindle. A bindle. Bindle. And a bindle stick. Um, then I watched these movies. I watched this movie, Patrick. It's an Australian movie from 78. Sounds horrible. <laughs> this is a movie about a guy who's supposed to be in a coma. He's like this weird creep. Uh, he becomes obsessed with his nurse, who she realizes he's kind of like not totally catatonic he like can do stuff with his mind he's got telekinetic abilities he's like obsessed with her and she gets mad but she has a boyfriend and an ex-husband that are coming around and so he starts doing stuff with his brain even though he's like in a hospital bed and doesn't move through the whole movie <laughs> he can only spit <laughs> he like spits okay. to <laughs> Uh, it's kind of a slow burn, actually, but there's some pretty fun moments throughout it. This, but but then this is like a perfect Dustin movie. <laughs> then yeah, I watched, it was fucking horrible. <laughs> then I watched Patrick Still Lives, which is an unofficial Italian ripoff, like sequel or remake or whatever. So this mid movie, that's a new word we're using. You're like, hold on. I liked Patrick. I liked Patrick. Hold on. I'm going to pack my bindle up with all my goods and move to the next location. And then I'm going to watch the next movie. There's an Italian ripoff There's an Italian ripoff. And I love these Italian movies where they just, they're so ridiculous. And they, obviously they have no like legal or moral authority to make these what a good sequels. time what it was a great amazing time. time so there's this movie patrick still lives an italian movie um this one has some really gnarly fucking deaths in it uh the plot is different the, the, the guy is in a coma because he gets hit with some litter in the face in the first scene <laughs> and then his dad is a doctor who keeps him in a weird castle where he, it's like it's a health club so they have these rich people come but like he has them all there because he suspects one of them might be the one who threw the litter that made his son go in a coma and then patrick uses his mind powers to like fuck up these people while they're staying at the health club <laughs> it is like one of the sleaziest movies i've ever seen there's like nudity in almost every scene and people getting slapped a lot because italians like to do that uh-huh. um there is a death in this though that is 
arguably the grossest, most offensive death I've ever seen in a movie, <laughs> which is saying something. Yeah, that's. Can you so I had us? more fun with Patrick yeah, Still Lives. Can you tell you us gotta what, describe what it. happens. I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> Think about like a Cannibal Corpse album cover, something really. No, just tell us. Uh, well, okay, all right. Patrick uses his mind powers to make a metal poker go up a lady's vagina and come out of her mouth. Uh-huh. Okay. And impales her, and it's it looks brutal. Sounds pretty mid. You see all that? You see? See that? <laughs> That's the worst. I mean, dude, the way it, it's, That's the it's worst bad. thing like, you've seen. It was pretty bad. In I suppose movie. we're not. I'll we're, send you some tapes. We're lacking. <laughs> oh boy. We're lacking subtext here. <laughs> the gore whore is gonna send me some real shit. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I thought this was fun. What year did this come out? 1980. Two oh. years after the actual Patrick, the Italians were on it. <laughs> and how old is Patrick in this movie? I don't know. It's a different Mid-20s, 30, maybe. All right, so in 1960, if Patrick was born in 1960, it was the 45th most popular name in America. Okay, well, one is an Australian movie and one's an Italian I'm just saying movie. that the fact that I've never met a Patrick in my entire fucking life. Oh, I knew some Patricks. No, you didn't. Of course I did. I know, you know, I know a Patrick. You knew multiple Patricks? I hung out with a Patrick all the time. That's one. Yeah, okay. But I know I, one I've known other ones. You guys both know one Patrick? I don't know um, Then I watched The Craft, 1996, the witch movie. Mm-hmm. Never saw it before. It's a sequel. Yeah, I've never seen it either. I never got around to watching it. Nev Campbell. It is super '90s fucking kickoff with some Our Lady Peace on the soundtrack when we Superman did the opening credits. No, it was a song I didn't really recognize. Clum- off a of clumsy. Um, and then Clum- I looked at the clumsy? soundtrack and I was like, holy, sh- holy shit, '90s hits on that thing. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty fun movie. It's just uh, you know, it's a high school '90s movie, but then add in a bunch of witchcraft and. These girls learn to use all their Wiccan powers and then uh, gets gets out of hand. Right. Uh, good cast. Skeet, Skeet Ulrich is in there as a real Scumbag. dummy. Yeah, scummy. Uh, scummy, scummy dummy. Uh, Brecken Meyer in there as well. Ooh, Brecken Meyer. And of course, the, you, got, you got Nev Campbell and uh, Robin see? Tunney. I was, just, I, was, bulk. I was just thinking about Brecken Meyer and something else. That's weird. Things you don't hear people say very often. I was just thinking about Breckenmeyer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a guy named Cliff De Jung. D E space Y O U N G. Oh, fuck that guy, right? Not a true De Not a true. Not a true flavored De Young. Cha- yeah, he changed his name for the fucking English. Uh, and then fuck the last trading. thing I watched was uh, Godzilla versus Hedora been watching these old Godzilla movies periodically oh yeah they're really fun I mean this one is so cheesy it's all about how the environment it was in the 70s it's all about the environment is so terrible that it creates a sludge monster called Hedora Godzilla fights the sludge monster there's all these like Japanese hippies in like that makes sense. drum circles playing yeah it was it's 70s. a Japanese film yeah so yeah but like I don't know if you know this James but like Godzilla is all based off of like well, in the first, you know, original movie, he's he's created by atomic it's, energy yeah. because of the the war and stuff. And yeah, so like Godzilla oh, is okay. all a reaction to that type of like. Yeah, and so at this point now they're reacting to pollution. So that would make sense that like they would go down that path to be like, this is the next thing that's going to happen. So it's very timely. Yeah, I mean this these movies are really fun. They're so goofy. It's just like a lot of dudes in big rubber monster suits fighting each other. Uh, this one had less of the human stuff, which was good because that stuff can sometimes bog them down a little bit. 
Um, More monsters. Hedorah had four different forms that he took, so it was different costumes and stuff. It was it was fun. It's stupid as hell, but pretty fun. Yeah, James. Nice. Four different costumes. What I mean, four different I, forms. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, interested. James, James I'm how interested. many forms are you used to? Uh, one. Yeah, usually okay, you well, get one. Now it's four. This isn't like Mothra, where it's just always Mothra. This is this is Hedorah, who changes <laughs> with the times. Yeah. As he gets more pollutants into him. And there's all these like hippie songs where they're singing about the earth being ruined and the skies and the seas and all this stuff. It's pretty funny. <laughs> nice. I watched Thor Love and Thunder. Oh, you did? What'd you think? Um, it's pretty mid. <laughs> uh, I would say it. it's definitely on a downward trajectory, you know, like it's well, not. It certainly wasn't as good as Ragnarok. That's, no, there's no doubt about no. that. And, you know, they have all, like, these super popular, you know, 80s songs. Mostly Guns N' Roses on that one. And it's just, like, you can't hide the movie, you know, you can't hide the movie behind the soundtrack. It doesn't really... So this was kind of my problem, though, with Guardians of the Galaxy, which is, like... You take that back! (laughs) I like like Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh Uh-huh. Like... The first one. There's there two. There's two. There's two. Yeah. What happens? Oh, the second one. He meets his dad. That one sucks. I like it. I think it sucks. It's. I think it's mid. <laughs> so it's definitely mid. My problem with these movies, though, is that like these soundtracks are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to ignore the fact that your movie sucks because you have and what to to, to what I think is a shitty '80s playlist. Like it, it, like you can't base your movie on a playlist. Mm. Well, that's a hot take that the Guardians of the Galaxy had a shitty playlist. And it's one. Of the, I don't know. Why I say it's a shitty. I'm not playlist. saying it's shitty. I'm saying it's basic. Wait, I'm pretty sure you said Sorry. it was shitty. <laughs> I apologize. I think what Guardians I mean, of the Galaxy they go for they go for a few deeper cuts. On this Thor, they do not go for deep cuts. They do cuts. not. <laughs> it's all like very popular. I mean, it's most like I said, it's mostly Guns N' Roses, and it's like their hits kind of thing. Yeah, I just and some of the jokes definitely did not land like well at all. Uh, you know, I I had fun with that one, but maybe it's because I went in with like no expectations because I've been not really enjoying Marvel movies lately. Yeah, and I had some decent fun with it. I thought the Zeus stuff was funny. Yeah, the uh, Zeus stuff I liked. Yeah, probably because it's probably mid. The Her- goats. Hercules are, the goats is going to be in funny. the, <laughs> that in the next movie. Plays Hercules. Uh, what's his name from uh, Ted Lasso? Yeah, uh, Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs> what? The 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 curmudgeonly guy from Ted Lasso is is Hercules. You know, like the ex player, the, the most popular character <laughs> guy. You know, the guy, the guy. You, why are you looking the at me guy. like I'm the one that's responsible for bringing up the You're, name? You know, you know what I mean. You asked. I fuck? asked, and, and you don't you, know who we're talking about. <laughs> you could have just said, "I don't know his name." It's like Brett Goldstein or something like that. Well, yeah, Brett, our- Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent. Roy. No, he's like one of the head writers on on Ted Lasso. Is he? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, he's one of the head writers. Him and uh, Coach Beard, both. Oh, okay. Like head writers. That's cool. Yeah, so, so. he's Hercules. I yeah. I see that. I like him. He's good. That would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, eh. Yeah. Eh. Eh. 
the craft or well, I never seen the craft. Oh, well, now my uh, so, here's my question: Would you I rather? Would you rather watch, watch the craft? The craft? Yes. Okay, so I was I'm looking up the 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 fucking playlist for uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one, awesome mix volume one. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. If I never hear Hooked on a Feeling again, <laughs> I feel like I've done something good in my life. <laughs> that song sucks. Uh, I don't have a problem with it. Not a, not a favorite of mine, but Uga Chaka, um, Uga Chaka, fuck you. Come that on, that song sucks. Come on, you like it? No, I don't. Come on, Reservoir Dogs. You do? No, you do. <laughs> <laughs> what, what else you got? Uh, I watched a 1959 movie. Dustin doesn't watch those movies. Those are too old for him. Called Give House on Haunted Hill. Oh yeah. Oh, the original. The original, yeah. I okay, Vincent so, Price yeah, movie. Vincent Price. Yeah, yeah. I want to say this. I really liked the remake. Oh, okay. When I saw it, I haven't seen it. Yeah, that was the super '90s one with uh, like Tay Diggs and. Um, yeah, very unpopular film, but I like. I remember kind of liking it too, but I haven't seen it forever. Uh, yeah, because I dipped into a little Tubi action this week. Oh yeah. I've never seen the original. I'm interested for sure. Yeah, it's very old timey. Yeah, well, the William Castle guy was notorious. Uh, made a shitload of those kind of movies. Yeah, I liked it. It was enjoyable. Um, and then I also watched the new Star Wars show. Oh, Andor! Andor. How's that? I like it. Oh, here we yeah. go. Interesting. So John and I had a discussion about this because he said he was going to watch it. This is I- I'm making an announcement. Yeah. After James just said it. <laughs> okay. This will officially Time. be the first Star Wars show I will ever watch. Yeah. Possible and or side podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I don't think we... <laughs> we have the time, have the energy, the knowledge. The she said we. It's just going to be me talking okay. about Oh, Andor. that's fine. <laughs> it's going to be me talking about Andor by myself for Love 15 it. minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and or check in all the power to you. Well, I'm okay, so I'm I'm interested so, now because you, you've been very skeptical. Well, because uh, we were talking about it. Even. We were I've, talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I've never watched a Star Wars show or a modern Marvel show. I've only watched. Well, why the, would you watch? I've watched the first modern Marvel show. I watched the first season of. You don't want to see that Daredevil twer- twerk. You watched Shield, I thought. You were like four seasons in Shield. <laughs> four seasons deep on That's NBC at Shield. Marvel's Shield. Yeah, I never watched Shield. Agent of I've Shield. I've watched one season of of I watched some of the Netflix stuff. That's I didn't it. I, I didn't watch I haven't watched any of the Disney stuff. One season of Daredevil, the the like the Netflix season, and then like that's it. Mm-hmm. Season two sucked. I started watching it, I was like, this fucking blows. January Jones sucked. Um January Luke Cage Jones. sucked. January Jones, Jessica Jones. Whatever. I actually thought that show was pretty good. Man, I'd be the way, problem I had with all I'd those way shows was, was they were Jones. they were too fucking long. They were like 12, 13, 14 episodes, and they could have been eight or ten. Yeah, but that's so crazy that you say that because like I'm rewatching old shows right now with my wife, and it's like twenty two episodes. Yeah, after like a, a mainstream like network show. Yeah, but like. That's the way it used to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I guess Oz was maybe one of the first shows, 
like North American shows that was like like 10, 12, 13 episodes. I don't even think they were that. I think they were like six, six to ten. No, I don't think season. so. The problem is there's so much content out there. Can yeah. Listen, boys. There's too yeah, much content. Boys, I need you to lay it your, down. I need you to keep your heads down. I need you to keep your fucking it, eyes on that. It'd be pocket. one thing if they had like a you know maybe two or three shows, Marvel shows. Well, it's just relentless. But then it's a nonstop pile on. Like it's just I, I, I can't I can't. I, I, so James, I what Anyways. made you decide? Other than us discussing it, why did you decide to watch this show? Um, because like my favorite Star Wars movie is Rogue One. So I brought this up with Ghost Host Dan right, today, right. and and Dan said, "Okay, he was, oh, what did Dan say?" So <laughs> he's, Dan, wrong. He's, he's wrong. He's got to get Dan's opinion. So yeah. Dan, okay. Dan said that he does not like. Yeah, I have argued. I have argued with him about this uh-huh. before because he says that none of the characters have. I'm I'm expanding on what he said, so I hope I don't mis- misrepresent him. Right, but that that um. They have no all of depth. their all of their dialogue, all everything is is more to say like, I did bad things, I'm now trying to make up for them. Like it's it's a lot of those like proclamations. It's like a lot of like, there's no character development. I get it. There's them. no kissing your sister and shit like that. <laughs> like I understand. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, Dan, it, it like, really does suck that there's no yeah, sister no, kissing. Like, I, I will say like like. like of all the fans, I would say Star Wars fans were like at the forefront of like kissing your sister entertainment. Like they were like kind of like, like paving the way for Game of Thrones. If it wasn't for, if it wasn't, that's true. They had to they had to walk so Game of Thrones could run. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I mean that's fair. I mean I don't think we're the first people to say it. I think we might be, but I think that we might not be. I. You know, I'm this is why people tune in. They got to hear these takes. I mean, Dan can think whatever Dan thinks. I guess he'll never hear this, so you can say whatever you yeah. want. <laughs> whatever. I I get it. I like Rogue One a lot. So. I really liked Rogue One. Um, and so this takes place five years before Rogue One is supposed. Oh, it's to before. T- yeah. Okay. So, um, the first three episodes are out, and I've watched the first three episodes, and uh, I really like it. Nice. So I'm encur- that's encouraging to hear because you know you had the Obi Wan and the and the Boba Fett just just not great. It's so. it's a story that is like completely new. So yeah. like you don't know anything. It's not like you're waiting to be like, oh wait, is that so and so from fucking I don't know whatever movie or yeah or Clone Wars or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, Clone Wars. Who gives a where's fuck? Jar Jar? Fucking Jar Jar. When's he getting his own show? <laughs> what, what happened to Jar Jar's family? He ha- must have had a brood. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I like it. So, well, I'm excited to watch it. I it's the first Star Wars show that I'm watching. It's kind of a big deal. I know. I'm. Hey, oh, this is what our fans. Mm-hmm. They. This want? is why they want. This is what they want. <laughs> They yeah. want to know. Stay hey, tuned for John's John Andor spinoff. Yeah. What's John into? Well, we're going to go watch Avatar this weekend, right? <laughs> Is that nope. this weekend? We're going to go watch the OG? Yeah. The original. Oh, my Prepare. God. Got to give him more money. Here's the thing. is like all I hear about is how Avatar is going to make all of the money. 
all of the monies. And I'm like, probably Ugh, good for them. I don't care. <laughs> well, they're definitely going to get three tickets worth. Oh, what God, is that? Like $90? <laughs> We're going to IMAX, by the way. Oh, yeah. You got to. You gotta have the, to gotta get the full. See, here's the thing. We have to watch it in IMAX because we have to remove any doubt because they'll say, well, you never watched it in IMAX. <laughs> right. You have to watch it in IMAX. You watched it in Limax. Yeah, they can suck my dick. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no, I don't give no fuck it. John, what did you watch? Fuck it. Prepare yourself, John. It's gonna uh, happen. I haven't even gone yet. Yeah, no, you haven't. No, but yeah. emotionally prepare yourself to watch Avatar Two. So moving on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I want to talk about one thing in particular that I watched. Uh, it's a TV show called The Resort. Oh, have you guys heard about this? The Resort. I have heard of this. Yeah, it's eight episodes. I think you told me to watch it, but I didn't. From the creators <laughs> of Palm Springs and Mr. Robot. Oh, Exploring love and the weird things that we do in the name of it in case in an elaborate true crime conspiracy. Uh, this has Cheedy from The Good Place in it, it doesn't does. it? It does. I've seen an ad for it. Yes, William well, Jackson Harper. I recognize a couple people. Uh, Christine Melito. Malati, sorry. Oh yeah, Malati. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's. Uh, I kind of love her. Like, I'm not like we're like, I'm not like a big crush on like celebrities people, but she's like, she's amazing. She's so good in everything she does. Um, but also Skylar uh, Gins. I can't say his name. Skylar Gizondo is in it. Uh, he's from. Vacation. Did you ever see that? I never saw it. Vacation, like the remake of it's the, the yes, yeah, the Griswolds. <laughs> um, I know him from the Righteous Gemstones. And oh from yes, Santa yes. Clarita Diet. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's kid. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a fun show. Uh, it's so is it like Lost? Because that's what it looks like on the ads. It's like Lost meets a Who Done It. I guess. Okay. Like it's, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's weird. <laughs> Sold. James, you're going to check this out, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't, it, it's, it's good. It's interesting. It's fun. It's just like, I, I honestly can't do a hard sell on it. I just can't. All right. So um, either watch it or don't watch it or don't. I just want to talk about a movie that we watched today. All right. All right. I want to move to that. Let's do it. Speaking of Without that. further ado, <laughs> let's talk about my pick, Green Room. Roll the trailer. All right. I can get you guys a solid gig. Matinee tomorrow. Doors are one. You guys are on a three. Gentlemen. You're trapped. <laughs> Things have gone south. It won't end well. You can't keep us here, man. You gotta let us go. We're not keeping you. You're just staying. Shoot who is left. Let him bleed. Get ready to run. Here we go. Careful now. Ah! 
This will be over soon, gentlemen. Uh, hey, so Green Room is a tw- uh, 2015 film. Uh, it's directed and written by uh, Jeremy uh, Solinier. Did I say his name, Dustin? Solnier? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, Solnier? I don't Son- know. Solnier. Solnier. He's a wine, uh, he's a wine guy. We got our cast. Um, I'm on IMDb, so I'm just going to go from the top to the bottom. We got Anton Yelchik, Joe Cole, uh, Elia Swastik, uh, Caleb Turner. <laughs> Elia Shawkat? Sorry, did I say that wrong? Sorry. <laughs> David W. Thompson, Mark Weber, uh, Macon Blair, uh, Eric Edelstein. Imogen Poots, did you say her? Michael Draper. She hasn't showed up yet. Oh, weird. Imogen Poots. Let's just throw that on there. Uh, it keeps going. It's a long list. Um, I think this is an A24 film. That's why I picked it. It was between... The, for Spooktober, we're going to pick... Uh, I was going to pick this or... What was the other one? Oh, you had Saint Maud in mind. Saint Maud in mind, yeah, because I've never seen that, but I got the we got sent Blu-rays of it, so I should probably watch it. And I've heard really good things. Um, what is and this is a question that we don't really ask that much anymore. What is our relationship to this film? Have we seen it before? Uh, I have so not. Dust, James, you haven't seen it. Dustin, no. have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it a couple times before. Uh, I've seen all of Jeremy Sony's full-length movies. He's only done four. Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin. Uh, before that, he had a movie called Murder Party, and then uh, and then Hold the Dark, which came out on Netflix. He did after. Oh, that's the Wolf Green movie, Room. isn't it? It's a movie with uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright and yeah. Alexander Skarsgård. I, I, I actually quite liked it. I haven't seen it. I would like to. Um, I've seen Blue Ruin and I've seen Green Room. Uh, I really love Blue Ruin. A lot. Yeah, I um, would like to revisit that because I really liked it a lot when I saw it, but I haven't gone back to it. And I will say that when I first watched Green Room, and we'll see how I feel about it on a repeat visit, uh, I love Green Room. I've watched it three times now, I think. I watched it I watched it on a plane, <laughs> and then I've watched it now. Watch it on a plane, guys. Check it out on a plane. Yeah, super fun. <laughs> super cool way to just spend an hour and a half on an airplane. Uh, yeah, no, this is, um, to date, still my favorite movie of his. But I, I don't understand why he's not making more movies. Like, this, uh, yeah, well, like what? Hold the Dark was the last movie he did, and that's like three, four years ago already. So I don't know what the deal is, but this guy definitely needs to make more fucking movies. Um, maybe he's an asshole. <laughs> maybe. Um, but yeah, this, uh, I think this is his best. But uh, maybe we should do the, did you do the synopsis? Well, he did, I Oh, I haven't done the synopsis, have I? He's got Rebel Ridge in post-production. Oh, okay. So he does have something coming. That's good. Uh, the synopsis. A punk rock band is forced to fight for survival after witnessing a murder at a neo-Nazi skinhead bar. Probably one of the most like accurate. Yeah, it's direct. I mean, it's not a complicated movie. Uh, not a lot of like, you know, different things going on, really. It's just one lean mean thriller yeah it's pretty clean cut i watched the cool interview with uh with the director afterwards about like because if you if you see him he looks incredibly like a very very nice look like church boy like, <laughs> like a mormon yeah church boy um he makes and very he, intense movies he makes very intense movies that scare me a lot um and 
like he was like in hardcore bands. He's in like post punk bands. Like the guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, the I think the authenticity comes across in this movie in terms of you know the scene and like the touring band stuff. And, and none of us were ever really in bands, but we were always around people that were in bands and. We would yeah, go, to, I, go to a lot of these types of shows, not at Nazi bars, but no. uh, we spent. I'd say that we spent our like late teens to like late twenties just completely consumed with band culture. Mm-hmm. Like we so were, it feels pretty. Yeah, feels pretty real in the movie. I thought. Uh, it, yeah, it felt really real. Like the <laughs> the band feels like incredibly authentic, authentic, yeah. and realistic. Um, I love their like punk ethos. Right. Which like you get the sense like in the opening scenes that they are so much more dedicated to what they, for lack of a better word, believe than giving a fuck about being accepted. Right. I mean, I think it plays with some of that stuff a little bit in a fun way, too, because you have them like, you know, they're being interviewed by this guy for his college station and he's like, you know, asking all the typical questions including what's your desert island band you know yeah. like, <laughs> um the one band you could listen to and of course they all say some kind of punk band and stuff and then later there's a scene when they all admit like oh actually it would be like prince or like uh i can't remember, oh, jefferson airplane or some shit like that right like mm-hmm. oh simon and garfunkel she says alia shawkat says. yeah because like it's and they're all... like it's like okay we can like let down our our like yeah. punk guard here for a minute and yeah and they play with that though like in such such an interesting way like in a way that like as a relatively the same age punk would have wanted to deal with that stuff like they're way more punk than i ever would have been like considered like i was just like a pop punk like uh like fat records epitaph right fanboy um but the fact that they like they do end up playing nazi punks fuck off yeah the dead kennedys yeah when they get like (laughs) that's pretty respectable yeah i know like uh it's so funny because you know anton yelchin's character he suggests it before they go on to play the show and he's also playing like a more subdued and they're only doing this show because they need money to get back all the way across the country to Virginia or yeah, whatever. They they're in Oregon. They're in Oregon. Yeah. Um, we see a scene with them like huffing, like stealing gas or whatever. Yeah. Um, earlier on, but he, then when they go out on stage, I like that it shows like you know his character. He's he's a little more like you know he's a little more squeamish. He's not like he's not super hardcore like the drummer dude, played by Joe Cole, is like the tough fucking guy in the band. Um, like we see him confront the guy when he doesn't have money for, <laughs> cause the show didn't work out that he'd set up for them. Uh, and he's like, Oh, maybe we shouldn't do this. Like they're about to play Nazi punks fuck off in a fucking room full of Nazis. Like that would be some scary shit to do. But right? that, I know, but like, that's the stuff that we, when we were in our, like when we were 21, that's the stuff that we talked about. That's what we would have wanted to do. Yeah, I don't know if do we remember, would have done actually done it. Yeah, but you remember being in those rooms, like, like those rooms, those living rooms of ours, those like patios, like talking about like this kind of shit with like bands and like the kind of stuff that they did. Sure, when you're kind of young and young and dumb in a way, and just you know. Yeah, I think they just don't give a fuck because mm-hmm. obviously they're living, you know, 
siphoned gas to Siphon. siphoned gas. Yeah. You yeah. Know? That, like they just live in that van band life, which is kind of meager, right? Pass out and go into a cornfield, you know, while they're driving. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's like fun. You know, that's the age to do it at. They even, the one guy even says in the interview, he's like, I don't want to probably still be listening to minor threat when I'm like 70 years old or whatever. Yeah. Like, so it is the kind of music where you almost have to be at that age to have that fire and that, you know, yeah, there's certain ages it's like to be that idealistic and like live it mm-hmm. on a day to day. Like, you start living it later by voting. <laughs> That's so, that sounded like a huge dick move. We were told. Okay, I, I will just say this: it's part of the system, man. <laughs> I was told. I was told my entire life that the older you got, the more right wing you would become. <laughs> didn't work out for you. <laughs> didn't really work out for me, James. Did it work out for you? No. Dustin? Uh, James, come on. You show me that tattoo you got. <laughs> you Which got one? That Stephen Harper? <laughs> that Stephen Harper tattoo. You got a Pierre Polyev tattoo. Oh, yeah. PP? I spread my yeah. cheeks and there it's he like is. It's like the modern SS tattoo. <laughs> yeah, instead you have a PP. Uh-huh. Only, only Canadians will get any of that. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's, uh, it's a fun setup. Like the details all feel, they feel authentic. It they feel so organic. Authentic. They don't feel, it doesn't feel like. Sometimes you watch a movie where they're like trying to represent a certain subculture and it's just you can tell that they don't really know what they're talking about, what they're doing. It doesn't feel real, you know. Like, no, like it, this definitely feels real. Like I I definitely feel that that Nazi bar is like grimy, that mm-hmm. they sleep in their clothes, that they, you know. Yeah. Like I totally feel all of that. So so an interesting thing about um, this is just my aside is um, they're choosing to do this in Oregon. So do you guys know the history of Oregon? Uh, no. Why don't you break it down for us, John? So, don't fucking talk to me like that. <laughs> so this is my cursory understanding of Oregon. Oregon was started as a white supremacist state. Okay, I have. I think I have heard that before. Uh, it was started as a state of just like white people for white people. Um, it was also, the, I believe, the last state to desegregate. Oh wow! Um, it is this place that is like seen as being incredibly progressive because of like Portland and the surrounding right. area, but it's actually like if you look like at yeah, the I mean, I, mass, I know that there's big blocks of. Hardcore conservative Huge. people in Oregon. Yeah. So it's actually like very similar to like um, Washington State. If you go like a state up, um, whereas like yeah, in the cities it's super close left wing, but then you get into the rural areas, yeah, and, it's, it's, and yeah. it's also close to British Columbia where we live, uh, which is uh, if you're close to the coast, it's more progressive, more mm-hmm. left wing. But the further uh, east and north you go the more it's like right psychotically right wing um i believe that like the uh like okanagan of 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 british columbia used to be like the kkk capital of canada oh really yeah it's where like all of these like crazy psycho like racists like hung out cool 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 yeah so it's pretty much like going to Kelowna (laughs) and then going to like a fucking punk rock bar and then you, all of a sudden you're just. Wait, you think Kelowna is like a super right wing place? 
No, I'm just saying it's like to east of us. Oh, okay. I see. I mean, like, just I'm saying it's east of us as the way that like, like Portland, right, is west of where they are. Yeah. So like, yeah. they're out in the sticks. Yeah. I mean, you're going to this grungy bar in the middle of the fucking woods. Mm-hmm. It just seems so sketchy to begin with. Sketchy. I, I think you have to assume that they've been to hundreds of them, and also you get the idea. Well, we see them play a show inside a fucking like restaurant in the middle of the day, yeah, like kind a of hum- thing. Humpties, or and something. we've all been to these shows where it's like when it's oh, in someone's yeah. basement or it's in a yeah, coffee yeah. shop. To, or it's, I've never been to one inside of like a fucking like a Ricky's. No, but like a, a, a like an independent coffee shop, we've been into ones like oh, that. Oh yeah, sure. Well, yeah, we used to see them like weekly. Yeah, right. So like, we've been in weird places, halls, churches, whatever, and we've seen so. Mm-hmm. And, and that's so crazy. Bands, by the way, like we've seen so many <laughs> punk rock shows in the basements of oh, basements, fucking churches. Yes. Yeah, oh sure. Yeah. That's because they're all about making money. Those churches. <laughs> I don't think they were raking it in at those shows. But anyway. Whatever they can do <laughs> to get that tax-free money. Those fuckers. Those fuckers. Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, all that stuff feels good. And it's, you know, it's it's not a long setup, but I think there's enough there. And the interactions between the characters, the band members, where you get an idea of their personalities and stuff. And then, you know, boom, like we're going pretty fast. They, they go into the green room, the back room after they're, sh- yeah. they're set. They're getting some mean mug looks from these fucking skinheads in the audience that look like there's that one really spooky dude who ends up yeah. being the one who stabs this girl. Well, in the he's the one that left when they, they played Nazi punks fuck off. Yeah. And that's the song they play, right? Yeah. That's the first song they play. Yeah. Uh, he says that was a cover afterwards. <laughs> Uh, I I love the fucking swagger of this band, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like they fucking rule. Yeah, I would have loved to be friends with these people. Like we're all the same age. I think we're all the, the same age as these characters. Dustin, what do you say? You think so? As these pe- people, I think they're quite a bit younger. <laughs> when the movie came out, dumb fuck. Uh, n- I think they're supposed to be like twenty-one, yeah. twenty-two. Yeah. We were that. Age. Oh, uh, when we were going to shows, I see. Yeah, yes. No, like when this movie came out, in we were the same age. You were twenty fifteen. You were twenty one. Hold on. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think I'm that young, but I'm not that young, man. I'm trying to say. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm gonna do a little Google. Okay. And I'm gonna look up the age of the actors in this movie. I'm gonna look up uh, Ali, Alia Shawkat. She's she's younger than us, man. Yeah, but they're supposed to be in their like early twenties. Yes, I think so. It's like a forty-year-old playing a high school student. You know what I mean? Like, Except I don't think they're that much older. Yeah, than yeah, them. you're right. She's much younger than us. She's thirty-three. I'm thirty-nine. <laughs> Still in it. Still in the game. <laughs> <laughs> You're have you right. been to any punk shows lately, John? <laughs> uh, so after they play their set, they go to the green room, but then they're like, all their gear is in the hallway. Right. They're taking, they're right. loading out 
and then fire hazard. One of them fire forgot. Hazard. Yeah, fire. That's a fire hazard. One of them forgot uh, their the phone, phone, and yeah. so Anton Yelchin goes back in to grab it, and boom, there's like a dead girl on the floor. Fucking Anton, he <laughs> rules in this movie. Are they all, they're all great. They're all really good. They're yeah. all really good. Um, yeah, I love his performance in this because, like I said earlier, like he's a bit more. He's like the shy kind of one almost, you know, like he's like not a the hardcore one. And I, I like that the way the movie is structured, he ends up sort of being having to like go to another level be, to, mm-hmm. to survive this situation because he's not the tough one. In fact, he might be like the least tough one in the band. Right. Yeah. But he's also the one who, like you said, suggested to play Nazi. Yeah, he wanted to play the song, but then he was like having second thoughts about it when he was up there. But there's, but I love, but that was kind of the fun thing about being a part of groups like that when we were, they were, we're not really parts of groups like that when we're older, but when you're younger, it's like, you're just a group and one of you makes a decision and everybody else is like, yeah, we're going to do this. And this band like truly pays that off. Yeah. And it's like, no, we're, we're going to, we're not just going to back you. We're going to do this thing and we don't give a fuck. Yeah. And he wants to back out. And then Aaliyah Shawkat's like, uh, if you back out now, I'll tell everyone you're Jewish. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) That's pretty funny. But yeah, so he comes across the body and then it's like, oh shit, like something has just gone down. Yeah. It's a bad situation. Imogen Poots is there and she's like yelling at him to call the cops and he tries to and. Do you have a like a strong feeling about Imogen Poots as an actress? Well, I've seen her in a bunch of stuff now, and she's always totally solid when I see her and stuff. Um, she was in The Father a little while back with Anthony Hopkins, pop star. Oh, I really liked Art of Self Defense that she was in with uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, I liked that movie a lot. Yeah, um, I think she's, I think she's really good. I in think this. she's really solid. Like she's yeah. just like I think she like knows exactly what she's doing. And she shows up and she just like kills it and then like walks away. Yeah, I like her. I like her performance in this. Uh, she's an interesting character. She's a little bit enigmatic. Like you don't know exactly. You don't get exactly a, a good read on her from the start. Like, is she one of these? Yeah, you Nazi don't know people? where she falls. Like they all assume she's one of the Nazis when they right. are first dealing with her. And well, stuff. it's pretty fair. Yeah, yeah, right. You would because she's there, right? Um, yeah, but she's kind of funny and she has like, you know, she's got a lot of backbone in this and then she has like some funny little asides like when there's the, the desert island thing comes up again and she's like madonna and slayer <laughs> so her desert island bands um yeah she's great but yeah so now they're in this situation and it turns into like a siege type movie yeah uh not unlike you know vfw that we did last uh spooktober i think yeah or siege under siege <laughs> or under siege uh two <laughs> right specifically two mm-hmm. <laughs> he's uh, like he's literally under siege although i'd say this has a much more serious tone than than vfw did yes so pretty much they're trapped in this fucking nazi bar yeah and they're waiting like um uh macon blair is like on the phone he's like trying to figure things out and like Macon Blair, who's been in, uh, I think all of all of Jeremy Salnier's movies up till now. Uh, I he is, I think, the best actor in this movie. He's really good. Um, I think he's unbelievable, personally. Like I just, the dude blows me away. Like he, 
he should just be a huge movie star. Um, but it's like a, it, I mean, he's an amazing character actor. I I would say. Yeah, and he's starting to show up in a lot of stuff these days. So. Uh, yeah. So, but he uh, like he's trying to organize things, but the big baddie shows up. Because now they gotta call in Daddy. Yeah. Because now they got this band, and who Darcy. Is, who is it's Darcy? It's Patrick Stewart. Yeah, it's what John an inspired Clark. choice for this role. It seems unlikely in a lot of ways. Uh, it's pretty brilliant, I think. He is. Um, I was talking to Ghost Host Dan. I was saying, dude is just like an incredible menace. Mm-hmm. Like he is like terrifying. I remember the first time I watched this, I was like, he's truly terrifying. He's truly a, a, like a scary villain. Yeah, for sure. But he's so good because even like he's trying to negotiate with them through like through the door. Mm-hmm. And, like, hey, you know, like get them to come out. This is yeah. what we need, you know, you to do and this and that. And his like false assurances. Yeah. And, stuff. and you totally believe him. And that, exactly. I felt like the whole time I was like, oh, yeah, I just do whatever he said. Like I would just pick, of course. Who but, could not listen to that voice and want to? But do then, at the end of the day, he's like, "No, feed them to." He's like, "Literally, feed them to dogs." <laughs> yeah, that's his solution. And it, there's just as much emotion goes into like, let's solve this positively. To um, okay, um, feed them to dogs. I think would be probably the best bet. So let's do that. <laughs> I mean, it's. I guess it's, I've, you know, obviously, you know, hey guys, I've never been part of a Nazi group. So, or any Hold kind on. of like on, cult guys. group. For the so. first time ever, James has actually defined his roles in any Nazi organization. He has never yeah, been. I'm, I've never been. I okay, currently you, am not. Can you make a promise <laughs> to the future that you will not be a part I will not a be a part of a Nazi organization. Finally. <laughs> now it's good to know where you stand after all these so years. So now two of, 200 and whatever episodes. <laughs> I finally After 210 episodes, two of us are on board saying that we will not be part of Nazi organizations. <laughs> just waiting on One Dustin. One more. Dustin, all you have to do is just say, I know you're not ready yet. <laughs> He's always pressuring. <laughs> um, uh, what I'm trying to say is, It's crazy to me that, you know, like he even says, like, we need some we need true believers. Right. Mm -hmm. And they they kind of single them out as uh, red laces because the red laces. If you've got your red laces, you're really in the gang. You're not just like somebody that hangs out at this bar club, whatever. That these people will like like the one guy gets stabbed on purpose just for. For well, the yeah. purpose of covering for mm. when the cops come. Well, that was the crazy yeah. thing, though. He, they, they asked for a, a stabbing victim. And I think, it's, is it Macon Blair who's like, how about two? And then mm. the two of them do it. Right. And they stab each other. To well, I think show. only one of them gets only stabbed. Only one of them gets oh, stabbed. Oh, yeah, but he says, how about one two? One does it to the other one so that yeah. there'll be a fight that happens. But that's that's mm-hmm. the thing, though. is like, these people are fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. And... I don't know like how fucked up do you have to be that you're just like yeah we're just gonna kill these people that's a vibe that James just can't get behind which I, re- I respect I mean I'm gonna be honest I can watch Dustin, it happen on I know TV that, I know that Dustin you have a lot of pro- trouble like just saying like no like Nazi 
like no but <laughs> Nazi like, no I <laughs> Nazi no I'm gonna say this like James makes a valid point I'm gonna say mm. Nazi no yeah it's compelling stuff. Compelling. <laughs> I, it's not compelling know. enough for Dustin to make a, <laughs> fo- like a like a formal decision. Declarative on it. statement. Yeah, he's not going to say Nazi. I know no. this really confuses. I'm you. saving it for the end of the show. This so. movie really <laughs> confuses you. You're conflicted. Yeah, I get it. He's like the Nazis. Because <laughs> on the one hand, they're like these guys are the bad guys, and I'm like, but are they though? <laughs> but they're white. It's all I Dustin mean, can technically, think is it's like, their bar, and they came into their bar. Right, they yeah. made their property. And Dustin's all like, but like the white have guys are bad, but like also the white guys are bad. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but yeah, it gets really fucking intense pretty fast once they've found the body. And they're kind of barricaded in the room. Why they're in there with her? the one like bouncer dude who's this huge guy. Because she was going to leave. She was leaving with the cousin who set up the show. They were taking off. Did you, know, did you watch the movie? <laughs> yeah. No, she was selling drugs. She was also selling drugs. But That's she was, why she died. No, she was. She died because she's leaving. No, he him. found. Yeah, he found out that she was leaving. Leaving the party or the group? The, the group I think the group yeah. she's, she's leaving town With the guy Who set up the show The cousin, Mark, the cousin Played by yeah. Mark Webber They're having a thing Yeah They're, they're leaving that. That's why when they Open the trunk I They see was, all the shit In I there I thought she was yeah. Asian No I She was so. white <laughs> Yeah she's one of the Nazis Before that Up to that point That the guy who stabs her Is I think The spookiest of the Nazis That guy scares The fuck out of me He looks real <laughs> I've He's met, legit Nazi I've met people <laughs> Like we gotta get Some, some typecasting Yeah in. I've met people That like have that intensity Yeah And they are truly Yeah There's like terrifying. that certain Type of person And you just You look at them in the eyes And you're like Fuck I remember this dude This guy's um, not good <laughs> Like I was working at a liquor store And this guy came in And they're like Watch him And I I was like looking at him and like I interacted with him. I talked to him and I looked into his eyes and he scared me so much. <laughs> I literally went to my managers and I'm like, there's, I'm not, this is crazy. Just let him do whatever he wants to do. Cause that guy will fucking kill you. Um, this is what, they, this go. is what he normally looks like. <laughs> He, he, looks looks like, like, he looks like a guy. No, he looks what? like he, he just look, looks like a dude. No, he, looks he looks like he's like, on like the newest episode of like SWAT. Or, yeah, or CSI. Yeah, he or looks something. like somebody yeah. who cleans up after That's his the, headshot. This is somebody Brent, that cleans uh, up the sex crimes of like uh, like a like a like a like a Brent Wersner is his name. A worm. stadium evangelical priest. <laughs> um. So. He's very convincing in this role. Yeah, I mean, he scared the shit out of me. And that's the thing. Like, there's all these small parts, and I think everyone is like, is there anyone you felt like didn't nail it? Like, everyone was pretty on the ball. Yeah, I mean, the dogs kind of slacked a little. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get good dog actors. <laughs> that's so crazy. Can you imagine? Like, your thing though is like, I'm gonna clean up this mess. Um, what should we do? Um, why would you enter dogs into this situation? No, no, no. Hold on. Um, we could stage a murder or a robbery. Oh, how about this? How about we have dogs eat them alive? Well, they've got this guy Clark. 
who's like he's got all these fucking dogs and, but and that that's guy the thing. seems like not even he, a he nazi he's just a fucking no, criminal he, he speaks fucking german to these yeah. fucking dogs and shit he's nazi these are like he's these nazi are probably some like white dogs and shit oh i'm sorry german is it high or low <laughs> um well they come up with this elaborate plan that they're going to stage a scene at the property that will lead the police their plan is lead the police to believe that they're siphoning gas then it's like uh they've come onto our property we killed them mm-hmm. and the dogs attacked them right that that's the whole and they're going to make it look like they killed this girl as well, the, the original. Exactly. They stabbed her in the fucking head with a, what looked like to be she a She caught scalpel? them siphoning the gas or whatever, something like that. In the fucking mm. green room? <laughs> well, they're going to move where the bodies are or whatever. By but. the way, these Nazis are idiots. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're Nazis, John. <laughs> uh, I think Patrick Stewart is not an idiot. No, he scares uh, me to my dreams. I think Macon Blair is reasonably smart too, but well, Macon Blair like gets he says, away with it. he's like the situation is fluid, so he's like trying to like come up with ways to deal with, it. and he comes up with like you said the stabbing thing where the two guys, you know, stage a stabbing. Well, so what's interesting about Macon Blair's character cops out. is is that he's not a a, a red lace. He gets he gets promoted during the course of these events, right? But he also denies it and is like. By the end of the movie, this is too much. But that was—I thought that was an interesting thing with his character because I—I I think he was one of those people that um, he does decide to go against it all in the end, but only because they come out of that hole and they've got the guns, and he's just like, you know what? I want to go to jail. Yeah. If if they had if they had killed them, he would have just kept going along with these Nazis, even if he wasn't like full, you know, hardcore. Yeah. He's just one of those people that would just would have kept going he along might with be it. The yeah. most, he might be the most terrifying person of all because <laughs> he, he'll, he'll just adapt to whatever's around him that will allow him to survive. He's, right. he, he's, he's a, finally like, he's a cockroach part of this group. Now he's being, he's being recognized for handling this situation. Well, so oh, there's, oh man, there's so, I yeah. wish we were having a, this is, this is a private conversation. Like, conversation because it would take forever but it's like um he obviously isn't in the upper echelons of the group mm-hmm. right but like he's also been a part of the group for many years to get him to the point where he is yeah. whereas people who are much younger than him are a part of the red laces because they're more fanatic right but so they're like, more like soldiery types so, where he's like he's more biz- on the business end so of things so the thing is is like did he does he ever believed or is he I don't he, know he he, is he, he more gives just a like look a- when um when Patrick Stewart's character like says you're going to get the red laces now he has this like look on his face where it's like he's not sure if he actually wants it or not I don't think. think he does I think he's just a guy who's caught up in the job Yeah he's like, caught up in it I think he you know, obviously, to some degree, he had these leanings because you wouldn't, you don't just find yourself in a fucking or he's Nazi just, club, or he's just but, amoral. Yeah, maybe like he's just like willing to just go with whoever. I don't really understand the calculation he's making though, because when he's like, as soon as he said, "I want to go to prison," mm-hmm. I'm like, man, you're gonna get fucked up in prison because well, he'll the, probably just join the Nazi group, but the word's the gonna get out. Yeah, but Nazis are also like the number one gang in prisons in America. 
join the Nazi gang, you're like, yeah, he it could be set. even worse for him going in. There is a point there. <laughs> but like, I, I understand what you're saying, James. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, but so when they're doing, they're dealing all this stuff about like, oh, just give us the gun and we're going to let you guys go. And finally they decide to do that. You get those cool scenes with Joe Cole putting that guy in the Juji Katami like yeah. arm hold thing. I love that uh, shit. I was like, this dude's so fucked up. He, like, he doesn't even care. He's just like, yeah, he's I'm, like whatever. In, I'm in like, I'm in warrior mode. Yeah. And I'm just like warrior moding this. Um, How do they get the gun? You guys there? recognize Joe Cole though, don't you? The guy that put him in the arm hold. He's um, from Gangs of London. He's one of the main characters on Gangs of London. Oh, I haven't Peaky, seen that Peaky show. Blinders. You haven't watched Gangs of London? No, I haven't seen it in forever. I know. Yeah. So apparently the new season's going to come out soon. I hope so. so. I'm, it's like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I want to watch. I'm going to rewatch it. Um, so yeah, but then when they when Anton Yelchin goes to hand the gun out, then they like... Imogen Poots is looking through the vents and she sees all the other feet out there. So yeah. she knows there's a bunch of dudes waiting. And she's like, oh, no, well, there's no. a bunch of guys. She doesn't, know, she doesn't just know there's a bunch of guys waiting. She, she sees, sees the red, the red she laces. She sees the red laces. Right. How do they huge. get the gun again? Well, because he's going to hand it to them. No, no. How do they get the gun from the guy oh, in the room? I think Joe Cole and a couple of them like attack that guy and oh, take him I down. Yeah. Why don't they just shoot him right well, then like, they hold the gun on them because they, they're not, they don't want to be killers. No, no. Why didn't the guy just shoot them all? I oh, mean, because at that point they hadn't decided what they were going to do with them. One plus five is That's six. why they have to six call dead Big, dead, Big Daddy. But James, this is why we move up quickly in organizations and this guy doesn't. You're like, because we make decisions. Because we would just be like, do the math and be like, well, we're going to get rid of one body. We might as well get rid of six. Yeah, I mean, they're a band that travels around. Mm-hmm. You'll have no idea where they are. Yeah. They won't be missed, probably. They play this show, drive them 200 miles yeah. somewhere, put their but body in a fucking again, cornfield. Again, Macon Blair isn't a shot caller, right? He's just doing administrative tasks. So then he brings in Patrick Stewart to well, go, that's hey, his problem, we have this situation though, going on. He yeah. could have actually made himself in that moment. I guess. If he had it just been like... Kill them all. Let's go dump them somewhere else. He would have just. It would have been, been like, confined to that room. You easier cleanup or burn the fucking stuff. building down. It's funny once shit starts popping off, and like Anton Yelchin's hand gets all fucked up, like they chop fucking it almost mangled. off. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know that's the thing. The gore is like brutal in the movie, but it doesn't feel like unrealistic. It feels like no, like, that's the it feels problem. Real, like, it yeah. feels realistic. <laughs> yeah. It feels real, and it hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This movie is so like and I use the word visceral when it comes to this kind of stuff. Like it's like so fucking visceral. Yeah, and he I mean this is something he does in all his movies, but um Oh yeah, Blue Ruin. Like, like the violence when it happens, it's like you see the actual results of what this kind of violence would be, right? Mm-hmm. Um and that's kind of like what I love about this kind of stuff where it's he's not just showing like wanton violence. Like what we're used to, like like, like it's, 80s it's action movies, kind of shocking violence because it is brutal. But like, but he also shows it's grounded like, in reality. Here's the thing: you're gonna get your arm shot off. Now I'm gonna have you be on screen for 45 minutes with your fucked up arm. With your fucked up arm, it gets all duct taped. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like Anton Yelchin too. Like his reaction is realistic. Like there's so many movies we watch where something like that happens to a character, and they're like, "Oh yeah, fuck, oh that hurts, oh." I wouldn't hand and then a they gun just out like go that, on. By the way, 
but like, yeah, throw yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But um, Anton Yelchin's arm, his hand gets like He's the indecisive shot. one. He can't come, he can't even tell you what his Desert Island band is. Right. He gets, um, he gets chopped, his hand gets chopped in a way where like, man, it's like the mangled. Wrist, yeah, it's like, it looks like his hand's almost going to fall off. I know. Um, Sweet. But, I know, personally, but he, I love But he is that. like, in, it's clear that he's in agony and he's like, he's bawling. He's like crying, which that's something we don't see in these kind of movies a lot either. It's like, that's what would actually happen. You just like, you know that your hand is basically lost to you now. Yeah. But, you would probably fucking cry like a little baby. But that's kind of like what the filmmakers kind of whole thing is, is being like, this is realistic. Yeah. This isn't a joke. Like people are going to get hurt. You're going to see it. You're going to watch it and you're going to watch their realistic and like, even like, interpretation of that pain. Even Joe Cole's character, when he eventually chokes out the big guy to like, he chokes him out and kills him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really upset by having done that, even though he's like the tough one, right? Of the group. He's like, you know, like but, I just fucking killed somebody and but, that's upsetting. Like, yeah, because I think like, which should be just normal and what, yeah, what they're trying to portray though is that like killing people is not a normal feeling. Mm-hmm. Like that's not a thing that you should just be able to just move like on this, from. That's why I say like, really. Even you obviously haven't killed anyone. <laughs> no, I haven't. Clearly, you have very little experience. This is why <laughs> arena. This is why I appreciate you so much, James. <laughs> so you can just pop up whenever I need. The you. first one is the hardest. Uh but the, the but that's the truth though. Is that like these are not trained assassins these are a this is a punk rock band mm-hmm. who just and even nazis. even on the even on the nazi side of things they're more uh, predisposed to violence and have probably done more of this kind of thing but they're not like professionals like they're sloppy yeah well, they no, do stupid things that the cost worst. them <laughs> they're yeah. the worst version of an army like so like in the army i don't know what about the kiss army that's pretty bad oh my god <laughs> If there's one army that I would like to be, if there is a new world war, I would like it to be against the Kiss, the Kiss army, army, and I would like them to be wiped off the face of the earth. And I would like all. There's one thing we can agree on. I would like all Kiss music. The Kiss army should be eradicated. Yeah, Kiss army. The Kiss fans of the band Kiss. Oh, I see. They call yeah. They call themselves the Kiss army. Yeah. Yeah. We, if I could eliminate the Kiss army and all of the Kiss music, I would be pretty fucking happy. I don't think they would survive in the war of they wouldn't survi- fan groups. They wouldn't survive a fucking deep pool. Well, no, because they're all like the juggalos. 60 years old at this point. Yeah, the juggalos would destroy the Kiss Army. Yes. Oh my god, I want that fight. I think we have a new podcast, boys. Oh boy. Um, um, what was I talking about? The, just the consequences of the violence is real, and like and they're yeah. all, they're not all like adept at at doing this kind of thing. It's not like suddenly one of them can do fucking kung fu and shit. Like, no, and I think that what what they show in the film though is that like it's a very typical thing where you have the people at the top who are not actually participating in the violence, and there's multiple layers that gets mm-hmm. filtered through until you get to the the red laces. And then these group of people who are, they're willing to give drugs, money, whatever oh, and I, to um, are yeah. willing to do this violence. But like these are dejected, fucked up kids. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and kids, I mean, like, they're in their early 20s. Um, like, they're, like, these are not well-adjusted people. Probably not. No. And they're being taken advantage of. But it's it's all about that whole, like, the idea that... Well, Patrick when, Stewart has that, like, creepy little speech he gives, too, on the yeah, microphone when they're yeah. trying to clear the place out so that they can kill the band. Uh, and he's just like, remember... It's not a party. It's a movement. Yeah. <laughs> it's but just like little things like that. They're like, shit. <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah. it makes you it makes your skin crawl. But it, it, it's because, like, this is what I think. It's kind of so hard for people like us to think about is because all when we when we look at people, we look at their vulnerabilities, and we look at like how can we help them to overcome their vulnerabilities and their like these things. Whereas people like Patrick Stewart's character look at vulnerabilities and like, how can we manipulate them to like achieve our goals? Right. Yeah. And I think that's what this entire movie is about. This entire movie is about like people manipulating. Well, yeah. I mean, under, everyone is under him. Right. And doing and he what he, his fuck, beck and call kind of thing. Yeah, and he's fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like he's, he's, one of the greatest villains, I think. He's great in this. I mean, I, I think I'd need a little more, a little more meat on the bone for him to raise up to that level of being an all-time. I, I kind of wish he, you know, had got his hands dirty a little bit. Yeah, I mean, at the end, he he would have. <laughs> right. But I wanted him, you know, do some cutting, get some blood on. Well, and that's fair. But point. I think there is something to what John is saying too, where that's the kind of guy he is, though. He doesn't I, do that. I, shit. I get it. Like he doesn't need to. But, you know, push him to the limit where he has to. Yeah. But that's the thing is, like, a guy like that has seen his way through. He's seen, like, oh, I don't have to actually do this stuff. I just have to be good at talking about it. Like, now I'm just thinking of his backstory where he was, like, some fucking young skinhead punk back in the UK going to fucking Nazi fucking shows well, back no and stuff. And he's, movie, he's risen up through the ranks and now he runs his own section of this. Yeah, but he has no accent in this movie. Yeah, he's, he has his accent. His normal accent. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Vi- okay. We have not talked about. Yeah, we what should is, talk about a little bit about the violence and the the scenes when they once they're trying to escape. Unfortunately, they keep having to go back into that room and lock themselves in there. Even they get out a couple times. Well, they make the very, dogs come. They make very poor decisions, um, yeah. which makes sense because, like we said, they're not the type of people who have ever dealt with a situation like this. Also, like I feel that I like I have an incredible amount of confidence in myself that I would survive. A situation like this. <laughs> like, I, I'm just saying I do. Yeah. I think, fucking look at James. James does too. James <laughs> thinks he's survived. But, so me and James are together in a situation like this. I say me and James because it's just like the most, we're brothers. Like, it's just, I feel, it feels like team. it would be like that way. But like, we'd make horrible decisions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the whole time I'm thinking, I mean, they're a band 
and they're trying to do this shit and yeah. it's like they play bass yeah. poorly <laughs> right sloppily like these aren't and these aren't like like fucking uh like mit students mm-hmm. who are like in these juilliard didn't spit these people <laughs> out so like these are like fucking scumbag <laughs> punks so i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes where it's like what are you doing Right, mm-hmm. which kind of follows like a typical horror style right. movie. Yeah. When it's Anton like, Yelchin, what are you doing? Don't go in there, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. When so, Yelchin gets his like hand I'm getting, chopped, I'm getting frustrated when they keep going back into the room. Yeah, again. why and do I'm you like, keep going oh, into man. that room? Well, then they finally are like, okay, we have to just, you know, he tells the story about the paintball situation where it's like you just have to go out there and fucking run for it and just don't not care and kind of thing. And then they go gaunt, like they go full gonzo. They paint their faces and yeah. shit. Um, I mean, they come up with a good plan. Like once mm-hmm. they they do that, where they trick them to come into the room. Also, yeah. this is happening in. Like, like, she comes out of that couch, and you're like, yeah. "Oh shit!" In hours. <laughs> yeah, over the course of a night. Yeah. yeah, like like they're adapting quickly. They're not stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like just, that whole sequence when he's down in that basement room, and they've tricked those two guys to come in and. Uh, and I like that it's Anton Yelchin and her because she's she's like a newcomer partway into the movie. That's and, what's so crazy. And we crazy. don't know like really who she is, really. Right. Like I think it's a crazy. And it like, ends up being the two of them in the in the family because the other characters all get killed off like brutally. Like tough guy Joe gets his throat torn out by one of the fucking dogs, or he gets stabbed a bunch. Actually, it's the singer gets his jugular ripped out by the dog. I think it's crazy that the, like that they he made that decision. For it to be Anton Yelchin and Imogen Poots, like just like mm-hmm. this random person, because it's a it's a random pairing, right? Like they're not tight from yeah. before. And then in a regular movie that would be like this, they would have mm-hmm. like fucking had this thing where like they were playing, and she looked at him, right? And or he looked at some her, romantic and angle, they yeah. <laughs> and then like or wanted to, but there's they, none of that. Well, like, it would have been there's no time for that shit. It would have been like they fucked after the show. <laughs> And then, like, they're together. And I don't then, like, think at any point either of these characters is thinking about fucking. Like, they're yeah, just I'm not, not saying at they all. Are. <laughs> I'm saying, like, in a regular movie. In a movie, regular right, movie. Yeah, in the 90s. Sure. They would have, like... <laughs> yeah. But they would have had that thing, and then people would have been like, oh, he's going to save her. Mm, yeah, right. Based right. on this. And, like... But they save this, each other, right? In like, this film, there's nothing she, like that, She though. saves him in the basement. Yeah, it's just... It's individuals doing their best to help everybody equally like they're just trying to save themselves which i think is kind of a revelation yeah it's not normal i mean it feels like a real fight for survival right so this movie though um, has so many like fucking gross brutal scenes yeah when she like caps that guy in the basement there's like this like the way the blood shoots out of his head when she shoots him in the head it doesn't it's like different than you see in other movies like i don't know there's something about it that the whole dog like I, yeah the dog's like dogs mauling into this people, yeah. is so it's, fucked up it's disturbing really it's truly disturbing yeah like it bothers me more than also like, there's that moment that's kind of like it's so odd and yet it feels like a, a real thing but you don't even know how to feel about it when the one dog who has fled because you know they kept the microphone so it's feed oh, the feedback yeah. is happening so the one like takes off and the very end of the movie he comes and he lays down beside his dead master and just like 
lays there like kind of sad beside him and it's like am i supposed to feel bad for this fucking guy or this dog or like this situation because that's what would happen well, though right? supposed to it's he, that dog is his it's it, his his loyalty it, to that it, guy yeah it's just a it's an animal following orders i thought yes. the yes. dog was supposed to represent the same thing as the red laces oh good call like they're just they're just beaten into like submission right. and like this is like they're unquestioning loyalty yeah which is like no they this isn't the way you have to be like you're just like mm-hmm. you've been lied to and you're poor no that's a good point like so that's what i always thought like those dogs, i didn't even think about it that i just thought in terms of like how a dog would behave he'd go to his master you know, yeah, of course, we know like the master is this piece of shit Nazi guy, but like, yeah. it's still this dog's master, right? Uh, I'm just trying to think if there's any like cool moments or scenes or just like, I mean, there's it's so intense once it started that like this all happens very quickly. It's very intense, but it almost like, like they keep backtracking onto themselves right because they keep going back into the room it's the only place they know they can kind of lock themselves away from these like guys. they go out and the one guy i think starts to like climb out a window or something or go, yeah and then gets stabbed he gets stabbed because he's like the one who's like i'm going like you guys can stay if you want kind of thing and but there's like so many moments where like even the the, tr- the the cousin, like they go out and then the bartender shoots the guy in the head. Right. Yeah. So the cousin, uh, who was gonna leave with the girl that was stabbed. Yeah. He thinks he's bu- he's buying what they've been telling him that the band killed her. So he wants he w- he's one of the ones who wants to go in to get them. Right. But then you know Imogen Poots' character is there and she's like, no, that's not what happened. What the fuck? They t- like you, you're being fed a line of bullshit. Like Worm is the one who killed her. These guys, you know, and so then he's going to be on their team. And so you're like, oh, okay, finally they have some help. And then they come out and he's like, and then he's okay, like, we need to do this. Boom. His face gets shot by a shotgun. I mean, it's kind of perfect, really. Yeah. It just gives you like that little moment of, of like you think they're going to get out of it. and Yeah. And even then they, they try to like charge out. Um, like already we've seen the singer gets torn up by that dog and killed. They make it out the door later with Aaliyah Shawcat. She's got the shotgun at that point and she tries to like shoot it, but she doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. She doesn't hit anyone. And then the dog gets her too. And it's like, yeah. Oh fuck. Like, Fucking brutal. <laughs> yeah. And there's nowhere to go. Right. Like if they try to run, they're going to get torn up by the dogs. And that's why they keep having to backstep go back to this room where they can close this door and kind of regather and try to come up with a new idea. So, yeah, but then, uh, so let's, let's get to like the end scene. Um, they get out Anton Yelchin and Imogen Poots. Uh, they got, they got those guns. Yeah. Make and Blair. They tell him to go, you know, tell the cops what's going on. And then they go to Patrick Stewart's house and that's where they're setting up the siphoning to make it look like they were. Yeah in on it i love how there's something cool about anton yelchin at that point because now that's like he was this sort of wishy-washy kind of guy earlier in the movie but now he's been through some shit yeah. now he's got the gun trained on these fuckers and he's like now he's seasoned yeah he's like he's been through he some does, fucking he stuff he does seem to go through like a like a like a like, what's what's the word fuck it's like when you have an emotional like change of heart uh, anyway, he he completely does change. 
Yeah. And becomes a he's different... He's in a very different place by the end of the movie. Yeah, like, he's he's one of the only... He's the only character who has an actual arc. Yeah, well, the other ones don't live long enough to have an arc, but yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm not saying it's because they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's terrifying, in uh, a sense. I like that the one, the dog dude, he tries to say something when they show up with the guns. And Imogen Poos just... Blow, blows him away with the I shotgun like instantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love it. That's awesome. I love it because uh, it, as like in film in like narratively it's always like oh like what's he going to say? Like it's mm-hmm. going to be important. You're waiting to hear what he says and it's, and like, it's cut off. I like how she's just like no what you have to say is not important. It doesn't matter. You're dead. It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> We're better off without your words. Boom you're dead. Uh, and then they shoot the other couple guys. Patrick Stewart. I like at that moment, Patrick Stewart. He's just like, I'm not dealing with this. And he just like starts yeah, walking away. <laughs> like, I'm just going to leave. He pulls his gun out. Um, like he's maybe going to. It's almost like a Western. He's going to like go so many strides and turn around and try to start blasting. Isn't that the empty gun, though? Uh Oh, I don't know. Is it? I think he had his own gun. Oh, OK. And then they just fire and fire and they shoot him in the back a bunch he full he turns around and he takes that one headshot and again you get that like spurt of yeah. blood out of his head uh, um, that's the one thing that indie films are always going to do better than mainstream films is give you that visceral like headshot like that that bloody like thing where it's going to be like ooh that just feels yeah. bad yeah. mm-hmm Oh, like you shot him. He's dead. But you also like broke his arm with the bullet as you shot it through him. You know what I mean? Like it's always going to be like. Hits. It's going to hit different. <laughs> yeah. It's going uh, to hit more like a like a James movie than like a Paramount, <laughs> Paramount a movie. Paramount. We didn't even talk about when um, when she like cuts that guy's stomach open. Oh, oh yeah. fuck. Where yeah. it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Like she's just like she's like kind of more just, animalistic. She's more oh, yeah. full of rage. Poots. It was her friend that was killed, right? Poots is crazy. Um, and then you get that funny sort of moment at the end where the college radio station is in the van is playing and it's playing the interview that they did about the desert island oh. bands. And then Anton Yelchin is, I know who it is. I know who my desert island band is. He finally like comes up with who who it is. And she's like, hey, who gives a shit? <laughs> <And I wonder. laughs> Uh, also, it's basically Elgin rip. Yeah, R.I.P. Man, what a what a senseless way to die. I mean, you hear about you know, obviously, any way to die is not good. I wish he died of drugs. <laughs> well, it's just at so, least he would have been dumb like, way to die. Like, like it, it actually fuck. happens more often than yeah. you think. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like uh, for where, people who don't know, he where you like run over yourself, or yeah, you, he put his he got out of his car to get his mail, and his car wasn't in park; it was in neutral, and it rolled into him. Oh, yeah, and but I want to hear what him. James has to say about this. Like, so like not that long ago, it happened in a McDonald's drive-through. They dropped their card, they opened the door, and then they ended up like killing themselves. Oh my god! Uh, same with like going into a parking garage. I've heard of people. Basically doing the exact same thing. It's not in park. They open the door and then they pin themselves. Like it happens a lot more than you think. You just it just sounds like how could this be the way that somebody so, dies? Because you don't think about it. So yeah. can I tell you a little anecdote from my life, which is kind of like the closest I've come to Anton Yelchik. <laughs> 
I, uh, Yelchin. Yelchin, sorry. I was driving a forklift and I dropped something off the side to the left of the forklift and I didn't take it out of gear, like out of like front, like forward. And I just got out of the, I just jumped off and I was going to jump back in. Mm-hmm. But instead of jumping off and jumping back in, the forklift did a circle around me <laughs> and I jumped back in where pretty much I jumped off. And then afterwards I was like, that thing could have run me over. Oh yeah. And it wouldn't have stopped. Mm-hmm. So like, I almost, like, I'm not saying I almost died, but I'm saying like, yeah, I made a huge. Was that reported? That's a near miss, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, worker's compensation thing. Yeah, I, I reported. That. No, of course <laughs> I didn't. Uh, this was like 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I understand like how like stupid accidents can happen. But why did it have to happen to a person who's actually good at shit? Why can't it happen? I've seen a lot of dumb fucking cunts on the internet. I wish more of them died from Jeeps running them over. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Is there anything else? Did we miss anything? Is there any scenes or moments? or? There's the dog attacks. Um, yeah, we talked the about The belly cutting. There's the belly mm-hmm. cutting. We've got the Anton Yelchin, like, his wrist getting slashed. Yeah. yeah. I think we uh, covered he's the first one to fight. He's the first one to, like... Like his his hands out the door mm-hmm. and he's like like pulling back. Um <laughs> like a shaw cat <laughs> launches that light tube out the door when they open it, but nobody's there by then. Mm-hmm. She's like, ah and she just like throws yeah. it like a spear. <laughs> um yeah. I would say that like all the depths of the the punk band seem like so sad and like unnecessary. Which is probably the vibe. Well, yeah, it's it's funny because I I actually feel like upset by each of them dying in the movie, um, but it's like, well, the movie wouldn't have the intensity if we if all the characters were like, yeah, yeah, we can live through this situation. What, <laughs> like, there's this thing that really bothered me at the in the first like half of the film where there's a band playing while they're being held captive. Held captive. Them. That really bugged me a lot. Like it raised my like anger level. The show is the show is just going on. The so. show is just going on. There's this other band playing, mm-hmm. and that really just like frustrated me because I was like, "Does that mean that this other band is just like completely complacent in this?" They don't even know about it. Nobody in I the know, club knows. I, about I know. It, really. I know what you mean, but like mm-hmm. it's just like I think that that like the 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 worthlessness of these lives really bugged me yeah where they see them as just being like they're just nothing we're gonna kill five people to protect this one asshole because he's part of Mm -hmm. our group who doesn't even like nothing even happens to him maybe afterwards in the aftermath something will happen to him legally but but like well yeah because he's just sent home he's sent home he's not there yeah which is crazy yeah he shows up again at the end no, yeah, we see a scene of him at home. Yeah, he's sitting watching at TV, home eating cereal. Yeah. yeah, and that I guess that really bugs me. It's just like all these people are dying for like the, for the actions of this guy. Yeah. Actions of this guy, but then it's probably a bigger message about the fact that like they're all also dying for like this white supremacy thing 
Like, they're all dying in vain. Like, none of this matters. It's all bullshit. Mm. Like, it's all so stupid. Like, we're going to just, like, destroy, like, like, 20, 30 people die in this movie because of this one asshole who's being protected by this other asshole who's being protected by a larger group of white supremacist assholes. So to, should we just become white supremacists and like, we just live forever? <laughs> All right, here's the moment, guys. No Nazi. I'm not going to be one. Oh, <laughs> finally. Oh, Dustin's finally, finally taking his thing. <laughs> finally on board. Uh, we're going to rate this. Are we going to Are we going to put this on the list is the question. Uh, I will say one thing. Nazi punks can fuck off. Eternally. Like that, we are an anti-Nazi podcast. Absolutely. So if you like this podcast and you're a Nazi, and you're a Nazi, fuck off. Fuck off. I, I hope you die a horrible death, <laughs> like the ones. In I this mean, movie. do we even need to say that? I mean, I would think it would be a given. Unfortunately, <laughs> I think at times you do need to say that. Every once in a while, we'll say it. <laughs> once a year, we'll be, we'll be reviewing like a Jackie Chan movie in a year, and I'll be like, "Hey, by the way." Nazis, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> we are strictly anti-Nazi podcast. Uh, what do we think? Is it going on the list? John, this is your pick. Yeah, it's going oh, on the list. Wow. Really? It's going on the list? No, it's not going on the list. <laughs> I want it to go on the I'm list. I'm just curious, James. What would, would you have put it on the list? Uh, I pers- It's really tough. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, want, I wasn't done with mine. <laughs> I personally think it's borderline. I think I could put it on the list. Mm. Um, I kind of want to. Is it in the true spirit of action movie? <laughs> I actually think it is. In I mean, it's got the siege movies. factor. I, I mean, I don't think of it as an action film. Like, it's a thriller to me. But but is, is the veterans... Mm. Yes, but that was... The tone of that was much different than this movie. It's true. I'm not going to put on the list because I just don't want to. So, fucking, who gives a shit? <laughs> Basket case is going on the Basket list. Basket case is going on the list. That's a sneak peek of what's coming um, in a couple weeks. But I I will say my rating because I am the one who... Yeah, we should say movie. our ratings. Yeah. So, I think this is actually kind of low. I think it would probably be higher... On a different day, but I give it a overall. My reaction's a nine, and it's an eight point six. Um, mm-hmm. I really fucking love this movie. I think it's visceral and insane. I think the acting is so far above what it is expected to be. Uh, the direction is like I think really really good, and I think that uh, it's just kind of a truly terrifying film in a lot of ways like it's it's scary for sure because in a lot of ways you're not it's more scary than a lot of horror movies right even though it's not like what we would necessarily think of as horror like it's scary because it's it's plausible yeah yeah like I, i i don't think i'm being dramatic by saying that i don't go to certain places because i'm afraid of places like bars like this like i just don't want to go yeah um, I don't think that that's uh, a dramatic thing to say. So, um, well, yeah. my my reaction's a nine overall, eight point four. 
but uh, of course it's not going on the list but that gives you an idea of how highly I think yeah, of it my reactions in 9 and uh, 7.8 <laughs> there's that low James but James score. I, I think love, that this would, so. would be your kind of movie 7.8 that's like that's like a 10 for most people yeah, for James yeah yeah this James this is like kind of your vibe yeah well my personal Wait, reaction is it. a 9 yeah he liked it just like yours, John. His professional... Just like hey, yours. Hey, hey, His personal erection? His professional reaction? Hey. Did you say his personal erection? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and on that note... <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up, James. Uh, yeah, well, um, you can catch where us would it on... Go? Uh, where, can, where, where would it go? Where would it go? Well, well I, 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 8.3. Where would it go? Oh, where would it go if it was going It would list. go. It'd be tied with number 14. Holy shit. The Wild Bunch. Wow. Aliens. The Way of the Gun. Yeah. That's where it would be. Didn't make her, though. <laughs> Didn't make it. That's uh, that's some pretty lofty company. Good yeah. fucking movie, though. Really good. Yeah, it's really If you haven't good. seen it, you should. And check out Blue Ruin as well if you haven't oh, seen that. Oh, God. Blue Ruin Yeah, is... I haven't seen it. Blue Ruin. <laughs> no, you got it. So. Blue Ruin is going to be like, I think James is going to be like, this movie is so fucking boring. And then he's going to be like, okay, mm-hmm. that made up for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Ten minutes of action. Can't um, make up Murder for Party, it. too, I think is, is more fun. It's like more crazy. Oh, so, okay. Check that out. Macon Blair is the main character in that, if I remember correctly. So okay. Uh, by the way, this should become possibly just like a Macon Blair like. like <laughs> is that going to be another side pump p- side podcast? Like that guy, he fu- he fucking rules. <laughs> He's so good. Just watch Macon Blair in shit. Well, uh, the dude um, is he's he's incredible. Sorry to break up this love fest. Mm-hmm. Um, you can check us out on Instagram. We're we're there. Dustin is at least. <laughs> I have left. <laughs> um, that's about the only place you can really talk to us. Uh, become a Patreon. You What's know, Dustin's email address. <laughs> I don't know. Dustin at Action Action. <laughs> yep. Um. You can email us at actionactionpodcast at gmail. Dustin um, reads all those emails. Dustin reads all of them, no matter how long it takes. And um, become a patron and, you know, give us some money. And maybe we'll give you a mug in a year. And uh, make us pick a movie. And we will catch you next week. Guys, guys.